who's ready for funny history? You're very excited, which is which is good. But I also just woke <laughs> up. <laughs> I know, and I just woke up, but then I went and got breakfast with my father, and I had right. a coffee. So yeah, and then he's like, "Do you want another coffee?" I'm like, "Uh huh." I don't think he knew I had the first one. <laughs> you were like waiting for him. No, because, like, he was already there. Oh. And, like, I woke up and I had texted him. He's like, I'm here here at the place. I'm like, oh, I'm in my pajamas. Right. So I just put on boots and it didn't look like I had pajamas. That's the good thing about wearing, like, normal clothes, comfy clothes to bed, is that you mm-hmm. can just pop out and just go. Right. And I put my hair up in some little alligator clippies. And he's like, wow, your hair is very exciting today. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. I'm yes. in my pajamas. Don't worry about it. I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. This is like a funny history casual podcast. Mm -hmm. So funny. I feel like casual history. Even this many seconds into the thing, you should kind of know if this is what you signed up for or not. Yeah, and you know, if you don't want it, just just close it out, delete it. You don't have to review us (laughs) if you don't like it. But you know what? I would love for you to come with us on this journey. Yeah, just try it out. Just see how it is. And this is going to be like a really good like baby steps, like kiddie pool, waiting pool kind of episode. Okay. So first we have to read our emails. And um, oh, hey, can, oh, you, yeah. can you pull up reviews also? Yes. <gasps> We're going to read those too. We didn't get them in the email yet. That doesn't happen until the 8th. But And iTunes like sends us an email every month. Not iTunes. It's um, like a separate program. Oh, iTunes doesn't give an F about no, us. No, they won't tell you anything. <laughs> Someone else emails us about <laughs> iTunes. Yeah. Only once a month. So, but we're, we're going to check those. So we're going to do it right now. Um, so our first one, oh, hold on. We had three emails that's since so, last recording time. so many emails. So our first one, and, and like I'm happy about it. It's kind of the goal in my the back of my mind that we're going to have so many emails that we can just have a separate mini episode. For yeah. It. I mean, we might want to do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, how exciting. In general. Not right now, but oh, well, in, in the future. Way to just pop my joy. It's probably a good idea just because that way um, people who are new don't have to listen through all of it if they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I get it. Like, when I listen to other things, I'm like, I don't care. Right. But it's like, you can just skip it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like we want to acknowledge that people want to talk to us. Oh it's yeah, so nice. I definitely want to read your guys' stuff. I'm just like I understand as a listener. If I yeah. didn't, if I didn't email in, I'm not waiting for anybody's like. Right, but I you know. I just want to hear my name. Skippity do. Then you should email us hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. Anyway, we got an email from uh, someone who has many aliases. <laughs> Oh, so Fran or Boo or Andrew, I'm not really sure, was signed many ways. We all wear many masks. But, uh, hey, person. Comrade. <laughs> it's, it's so mm-hmm. gender neutral. I know. Um, and they said, hello, ladies. I've been meaning to send you an email for a while, but obviously it had not occurred until now. True, because we True. don't know who you are until now. Uh, I started listening to you all about four months ago and have been slowly working my way through your episodes. Uh, Per your request, I post a review on iTunes. Hell yeah. However, I was at a loss for words and it simply said, two funny ladies or something (laughs) to that effect. No, those are so fun. You do not need to write an article about how much you like us. Like, it's very nice when you do and it's very sweet. It tickles us, but it's not necessary. No, and honestly, if you don't want to write a review and you just want to, like, go in there and click five stars on us, like, that's great, too. Yeah. We, We still have a pretty high star rating, even though we've had some negative reviews. 
reviews and one stars because some people just click on the stars. So if you don't have time or the ability to do a whole review, just star us and we'll love you. Yeah. June 20K deleted and unsubscribed in under 60 seconds. <laughs> so, you know. So they couldn't handle the rambling. I'm like, mm-hmm. you you need to listen past a minute to get to the history. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You have to listen for a few minutes at least. Like, we're already an hour into this episode. And <laughs> it's not an hour. Time is relative. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. What, what is an hour? Anyway. Um, however, I now realize that you all are not funny. Yeah. Nor have I ever heard either of you talk about history. Oh, wait. No, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is just what someone else who lacks a sense of humor said in a review. Oh. Oh. Also, you psyched us out with that email. Yeah, we were scared for we're a like, minute. Oh. <laughs> this is going to be a complaint email for the rest of the thing. This I, is a really long I email to start that bad that quickly. Ooh. Uh, we said, yes, I stand by my opinion that you are two funny ladies who do actually address history. Thank you. Thank you. It's like the premise of our podcast, so we're a little protective of it. <laughs> yeah. It's our whole identity. It's all we have. Yeah. Um, and then he gave us a whole bunch of suggestions, or they, I don't know. Your gender, so I want to assume. Mm-hmm. They gave us a whole bunch of suggestions for different episodes, um, which I'm not going to read because they're interesting, and so we might do them. Yeah. So they're going on the list. They're on the list. Um, some of them are more complicated than other ones. People are giving us challenges now. Yeah. Which is, like, nice, they're- but also, like, I'm immediately worried I'm going <laughs> to fail. They're going to so- throw down the gauntlet. <laughs> so. So and then we're like, it's too heavy. I can't. The gauntlet's too big for my wimpy little fingers. And then we just quit our podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise we won't. We just might not do it. Sorry, Sorry. but we'll try. we'll try. Like this episode was me trying, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I fell very short. <sighs> but at the end, they say. Uh, anyhow, I know this email was written in haste and probably has many grammatical errors, but I got to get some work done. Have you like and heard like, us talk? Man, it's fine. Literally, I say the wrong thing all the time. <laughs> Grammar and language is all just a system. Yeah. I'm, I stand firm on like if you are saying words and I can figure them out, then we did it. It's just It's just like weird audible symbols from your esophagus to communicate things to other humans. Yeah, and if they understand what you mean, then you did it. Then you did it. So thank you, Andrew Fran Boo, for emailing us. Thanks, Boo. You're great. Uh, we got a, an email from Nikki. Ah, um, we got pictures. With pictures. I love that now people are sending us <laughs> yeah. emails just to send us pictures. Just like, of their babies. Nothing else. Just they want us. They just want to be included. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's great. I love it. I want to see your babies and your um, fur your scale fur, babies, your too. Fur, your fur babes. Yeah. Um, but she said, hey, guys, to satisfy each of your needs, <laughs> we have different ones. <laughs> we, I appreciate that. We do. It's true. Uh, here are photos of my pets, my daughter who turned one yesterday, and my beautiful boy. Uh, I've written to you before, but just to say it again, I enjoy your podcast and learn many interesting tidbits. Mm, them tidbits. Mm, tasty. Those titties. No. No? Too much? No. Always listen to your new... F- <laughs> Podcast and to satisfy my need for more, I'm working my way through your archives. <laughs> I see you, girl. Um, thanks, guys, for your work. Love it. P.S. My cat is Kiki and my beardy is Khaleesi. <laughs> nice. And there's pictures of her boy looking like already like a teenager because <laughs> he's like, Mom, don't take a picture of me. I know. He's kind of looking in like to the middle distance. It's yeah. very like dramatic. Picard and Kirk in front kind of, of his like. Tortilla chips. Yeah. 
And then he and pets. Kitty cat and they're like beardy hanging out. Lounging on each other. It's very cute. Checking each other out. And then just baby trying to eat an entire cupcake. This is so good. That's though. as big as its head. Yeah. <laughs> Haley was most excited about this, like the pictures of the child eating a cupcake. Because it's, there's two of them. It's a sequence. And the first yeah. one is like this child just like looking like a Viking ravager, just like <laughs> so true. Ah, cupcake. And then the second one. She's so proud of herself. She's like, yay, I did it. I, I did it. See, Mom? <laughs> Shoved it in. I showed that cupcake. <laughs> Hell yeah. But they're beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the compliment. We're so happy that we're like, not only we have listeners, but we're like retaining people. <laughs> That's so nice for you to it's stick really, around. I love it. And to not get bored. <laughs> and then we got an email from our boy, Gami. Hi. Gami. And... um. He said, dearest Ale- or Haley and Alexis, which is very sweet. Thank you. Uh, I hope this message finds you well. So at this point in the email, <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's like Edwardian. <laughs> and Alexis at the same time was like, it's like it's from space. <laughs> Hold up. From space? I meant like it's like we're in space. No, it's, you, that's, you said I the know. exact thing I just said. <laughs> what I meant was it's like we're in space. And someone's sending us messages, and they don't know when it's going to get it, like, there to us. (laughs) Like, they sent it on, like, slower-than-light speed travel to Andromeda. It's like, dearest future relatives. I hope this finds you well. This is your ancestor. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Um... I hope this finds you well. I am again writing you as I listen to your podcast, catching up after a long hiatus. And I'm like, do it, man. That's one of my favorite things to do when I'm like behind on a podcast. I'm like, oh, there's like eight episodes for me. Bam, 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 it's great. bam. I'm almost never behind, though, because I just get obsessed with things. And I'm always behind because I get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Whatever works for you. We're all different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have enjoyed listening to your podcast again, as I seem to always find it after or during a rough patch, and there's nothing quite as uplifting as catching up with your friends, in quotations, <laughs> your enemies, and talking about history. You're our friend, Gabby. Yeah. You're great. We like you. We like you a lot. As I, as you talked about earlier, I wrote you a review on iTunes. I had to dig up my ancient account to do it, but was more than happy to. I hope you have received it. Uh, and I think we have. There's one... Uh, Gombosa, possibly Gomboy USA. There's a lot of ways to like mm. come at it, but right. I, I think that's you. Probably. Uh, so I think so. Yeah. If, if so, you will hear it right now. Mm-hmm. So then you'll know. Um, and thank you to people who I understand most people probably don't have like active iTunes accounts they're using. Yeah. So if you're going through that effort, we really, really appreciate it. I that. get it. I hate it. Precious. I don't like it either, really. Um, but. I love you for doing that. It just shows all your, of you. It shows your dedication, and I appreciate it. And if you can't do that, literally, it is so much easier to give us a review on Stitcher. <laughs> um, like you could just look up our show and do it, and I don't even think you have to sign in. Like you just scroll yeah. down, and it's there. Are you so. on Twitter? Tweet about it. Yeah, there's so many ways. You got a blog? Blog about it. Yeah, do it. Just do you have, do you know anyone? Talk to them about it. And if you don't, you know that's fair. You know us. Uh, once I finish this last recording, I will have to trawl your back catalog. Mm, mm. More words. More descriptions. <laughs> mm, more words. <laughs> like for archives. <laughs> and then it's a whole bunch of information about Queen Victoria and uh, Albert. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, Don't and- 
think about the Pierce. You, don't. you should be happy because he's he said also Prince Albert. Don't think about it. Don't so. think about it. He likes your joke, you guys. Um, <laughs> I legitimately didn't know what it was, and I had to look it up. I told you not to think about it. I didn't know what it was. I mean, I didn't see it. I just <laughs> read about it. How did you learn and not see it? It just gave me a, dis- a definition like, I'm from Urban Dictionary. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure even if you just go to the Wikipedia page, it's like, do you want like a full frontal? Yeah. No, no, no. But it's like, you know, for science. So If you just go to Urban Dictionary, if you don't know what it means, it'll tell you. There's like a lot of dicks on Wikipedia. It goes straight there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's for science. If you're studious and horny, you can find dicks on Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to save all the information you gave us about Queen Vicky and Prince Albert because at some point in the future, I'm going to do an episode specifically about them. Yeah. So. I know. Alexis just cut off the email. She's like, I'm not going to tell you anything I else. I can't tell you. Because it's secrets. Until. And then Gami said that they were going to send us a picture of a stuffed bear wearing a hat, but we didn't get it. Oh. So if you could email us that picture, we would really like to see it. His name is Theodore. Teddy. Teddy bear. Aww. Yay. Um, so yeah, thank you, Gami, for the email. Okay, now reviews. And Go. I just realized that it's probably Gum Boy USA. Oh, okay. Not Gumboy. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Right. Oh, also, we are taking your request about Puerto Rican history very seriously. I Googled it. It was the worst thing. <laughs> I'm like, funny Puerto Rican history? And every result uh-huh. was like, do you want interesting facts about yeah. Puerto I'm like, no, that's mm-hmm. not. That happens I, to me all the time when I try to Google a country and their history and like um, anything funny. I don't want interesting. I want funny. It's like, it doesn't exist. No. It doesn't. But we're looking. We're looking. We're on the case. So, uh, possibly Gami is pretty sure. It's called A Conversation with Friends. I absolutely love the podcast. You listen to these two lovely ladies just chatting about a historical topic with side stories and trade inside stories who end up laughing out loud several times and learning about history in spite of it all. I always wait for several episodes to be uploaded so I can do a little binge listening. Yeah. I get it. Also, so lovely that the idea. That, like, when you're sad, you listen to our podcast and it makes you feel better. I know. Because I have so many things like that, like... It's like people, comfort stuff. Yeah, like, people I listen to and, like, things to watch that I'm, like, as soon as I'm sad, I'm, like, you should do this because it'll make you feel a lot better. And, like, the idea that someone would listen to our thing because they're sad or, like, that it helps them when they're sad is very nice. It's it's really, it's really a good compliment. Yeah. Because, like, it's one thing to be funny. It's another to be, like... Comforting. Mm-hmm. We're glad. And, like, funny in a way that can break through sadness. Cause right. That's powerful. There And there are very specific things for me that do that and not a lot of them. So. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, our, our next new review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy two-year anniversary and International Women's Day is titled. That's so nice. By Sheeplets Forever. <laughs> I love it. Very cute. <laughs> it begins growing up in the Soviet Union. <laughs> I'm like, go on. I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, no. Please continue. I'm worried for you. Uh, Growing up in the Soviet Union, social studies has been my least favorite subject. I had a feeling that there was a bias to our history books, but I also found it terribly boring. That's that's like every history class ever. It's true. But especially I understand being like, I think it's biased when you're growing up in the Soviet Union. Like, if you were in school, like... 
at any time during the Cold War. And actually, oh, yeah. if you were in the Soviet Union or the United States, yeah. their history is very biased. It's true. It's uh, it's just like one of those things. Mm-hmm. When you become part of an empire, your history gets a little limited. Yeah. Uh, but it's terribly boring. I was missing a human element, some kind of relatable traits uh, that, like, drew me to fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have that story. Right. Now that my daughter dislikes social studies, I try to arm myself with interesting stories that I can share with her to make social studies, well, interesting. I'm extremely grateful that I found this podcast. It presents bite-sized bits of history that are pretty hysterical with healthy doses of banter. Listen to the podcast and knit during my commute, giggling out loud at times. <laughs> but I commute on the train in NYC, so I'm not even close to being the weirdest by New no. York City standards. They can't hear you over the mariachi music. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, like, knitting, that's so cute. I know. You're, like, the least disruptive person on that train. <laughs> totally. Uh, And at home, I casually share these facts I've learned with my kid uh, at school. They are almost up to uh, Andrew Jackson, and I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yes. My favorite episode so far is The Principality of Sealand, but there are still some back episodes I'm saving for a rainy day. Let's start a petition to rename Lambs because Sheeplets is clearly better. Sheeplets is so cute. I've never heard of Sheeplets, but I love it. I haven't either. Is that something we said? I'm going to be embarrassed if we've said that. I don't think we have, though. I don't think so. And if it's na- their username, prob- <laughs> I think it's just their personal campaign. And I'm behind it. Yeah. I love Sheeplets. Also, I love that you really like Zealand because it's such a weird episode. <laughs> it's like the little country that could. It's so bizarre. And it's like, and when I was doing it, I was like, is this funny? Why am I doing this? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. But I pre- I'm uh, glad that you liked it. It's great. Mm-hmm. So uh, the episode. Yeah. We're getting, here's the history starts now. The buck stops here and the history starts. Mm-hmm. Only 572 bars into the podcast. <laughs> Which maybe is its own episode. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. So I was researching and one of our requests has been to do antiquarians. Yes. Um, From Alexandria, I think. Or Alexandra. Yes. I think so. I think so. And that was so long ago, Alexander. We're very sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, also, I'm sorry to pronounce your name wrong. Yeah. But it's so close. It has been a thing. I just I just kind of want to trace my path to the topic. Okay. Because you, the listener, already know what we're going to talk about. Alexis does not. Yeah. Uh, but I started out, I'm like, okay, hey, Google, like, what's the... Sorry if, like, your phone is listening. <laughs> I, just, I didn't think about that. So, what up, Googs? What's the <laughs> difference between antiquarians and historians? Mm. And Reddit had a lot of opinions on that. Oh, I'm sure. But that led me to the question, how far back do you have to go where it's, like, pretty definitely archaeology and not grave robbing? Mm, yes. And, oh, boy, people, especially archaeologists, have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. on this. Feelings. A lot of feelings. But it, it becomes kind of circular at some point, it's like, it's archaeology if you're an archaeologist, and it's grave robbing if you're a grave robber. It's like, mm. oh, that's not really definition. I did, one of the comments was like, this is a good question, because some of the quote-unquote best early American extra quote-unquote archaeology uh-huh. was like, it's just like grave robbing. Yeah. You're just like messing up the indigenous like burial sites right. and stuff. Yes. Uh, and they mentioned Thomas Jefferson did a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And one of the comments is like... And his moose. 
Did he get cursed? <laughs> I mean, probably. And the next comment says, well, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> and then someone followed up, is he? Also, he cursed America. He didn't get <laughs> cursed. He was a curse. And someone's like, I mean, he's on the nickel. <laughs> so that means he's dead. Uh, someone's like, I mean, that's that he's definitely cursed then. Yeah. You if you were it's on embarrassing. if you're on the nickel or the penny you're cursed. Sorry. I Lincoln. mean the fact that Benny Franks got onto our biggest bill and he didn't even he was <laughs> he, never even president. He didn't do it. He didn't what are he's he, just like hanging out being a cool guy. He's just like an old horny man and he got on the hundred dollar. He just invented libraries and fire departments and he's like, I'm he so didn't, cool. I mean in America. In America. Uh, he did. You're so mad. <laughs> okay, so that goes, you know, is there like, what's grave robbing? What's mm-hmm. archaeology? Yeah. Which then led me to, how do you keep people from stealing your corpse? This mm-hmm. is my Google trail. Okay. Oh, um, I have something to say real quick. Um, this reminds me, there was a conversation that I was listening to with, on Dear Hank and John on their mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, when is looting acceptable in, like, uh, an emergency situation? Sure. Um, and the answer was, like, when other people see you doing it and are like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. And it's like there's no time or, like, there's not an amount of terrible that has to happen. It's just when people see you and they go, yeah, that's acceptable. It's a social contract agreement. I should do that. <laughs> but if you do it too early, people are going to be like, hey, that's not cool. <laughs> you can't be too early. you yeah. got to wait, wait for the it right out. moment. Once you see someone else doing it, like, go for it. I feel like it depends on what you're looting, too. That probably helps. That's true, too. Are you looting bread or are you looting, TVs. like, a TV? Mm-hmm. There's During a, your flood. A little less sympathy if you're looting an iPod, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Don't know. Uh, so that led me to coffin torpedoes. Hmm. Um, but at this point, I'm like, you know what? Antiquarian is like, that ship has sailed for me at this sure. point, at least for this episode. That's fair. And I think it's time to just talk about my boys, Burke and Hare. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you know them? No. Okay, so... I've heard you mention them before. They're, they're great. I don't know them. Uh, I had a science teacher named, uh, you know, Mrs. Burke in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think she brought it up. She's like, let me tell you about these guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's when I learned about Exciting. it. Exciting. But uh, William... She's like, he's my great-great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> William Burke and William Hare. So that's why... Like, no. You never... <laughs> Ever bother with their first names. You can't have the same first name. Uh, They're famous in a business we touched on briefly in the Dr. Cream the Murder King episode, the Canadian serial killer episode. He lived in the 1850s, 1890s, or at least Dr. Cream did, but it's still that same period. Okay. Uh, But spent a lot of time in Victorian era. We're kind of in that mood. That's fine. But in this time, medicine is kind of racing ahead in, like, discoveries, and yeah. uh, there, there's a need for especially medical students and anatomists mm-hmm. to have stuff to study yeah. on. bodies. They need bodies. And finally, it's okay. You don't have to grave rob as much. A- after this. <laughs> as da Vinci. <laughs> Uh, as much, but in 1752, British Parliament passed the Murder Act, mm. which allowed medical, them, like the medical community, to, to kill other people <laughs> to, to use their bodies to dissect the bodies of executed criminals. Oh, I mean, sure. So, like, if you die, what else are you gonna do with them? in prison? If you're a suicide, uh, if 
Mm-hmm. I think at least in Scotland, I don't know about uh, just general UK or the world, like right. if you die like in an orphanage and nobody wants your body. That's sad. If you're a forsaken orphan, okay. then you can, yeah. The general public is largely like extremely horrified right. by I mean, all this. The answer basically is like, does no one care about you and your <laughs> yeah. body? Does you- no one actually want to take care of it and the government's going to have to anyway? But you can't like just donate yourself. No. Uh, you have to uh, be a criminal. I don't think anybody would at this point. No. They're, it's, it's too sketchy. They're, they're still very um, religious. Not as religious as, like, for Da Vinci when he's trying yeah. to steal bodies. Because he's going to, like, go to prison for, right. like, church crimes. Mm-hmm. But still religious enough and superstitious yeah. enough that they're like, no, that's creepy and no, weird. No, if you're, like, a normal person, you don't want people... Doing that to you. Whereas now you can do it, you can donate it not only like to science, like if you want to be, you know, like dissected and worked on by students, but also to like body farms. Yeah. So they can see your body decay naturally. It's a, it's a whole new world now. It's awesome. At the time, <laughs> uh, not as much. You aren't as cool. They're not like as cool about it. And the problem is prior to the Murder Act, um, they called a, it the Murder Act. They called it the Murder Act. It just sounds like you could kill people. <laughs> it does. The purge is legal now. Oh. Have fun. Uh, but they they kind of loosen some of their laws mm-hmm. so that there aren't as many like really high crime felony type you know things you can be convicted for. Okay. So there are fewer criminals like. In the system, so therefore, use. there are fewer cadavers at the end of it. So that's confusing. In the 18th, 19th century, there's a sudden boom of grave robbing <laughs> because the schools need bodies. Well, and like, it's like we've talked, we you know recently talked about with Vicky and her assassins. Like people are having a bad time. It's bad at this time, and it's like they're willing to do like anything, including shoot at the queen and other royalty. Yeah. To, like, just to, for their life to change. Like, people are poor and having a bad time. So, of course, like, they would grave rob also to be like, hey, I'm going to take their jewelry off real quick, put that in my pocket, and I'll sell you a body. It's uh, it's tricky, though, because if you are caught stealing a body, it's a misdemeanor. Because, okay. like, you're not supposed to, like, steal bodies. I would love if it was a felony and then you had to die and give your body to them. It's a felony if you steal any other valuables. Ah. Because the body itself doesn't, like... Isn't mm-hmm. doesn't belong to anyone. The yeah. jewelry is a possession, so mm. that is a much bigger crime. The a thing possession is, of whom? Um, the I don't body? know. The family, possibly whoever's. Why in didn't the they pot. keep it? I don't know. I also think it's weird to bury people with jewelry. I mean, yeah, it's a tradition. Yeah, it's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> Shouldn't you keep it? It's like a million-year tradition. You should, but like, I know, but like, you shouldn't do that. You should keep it, and then you should like hand it down, and it's like an heirloom. Different uh, different stripes for different yeah. people, I guess. I mean, I guess if you put in your will that you want to be buried with all your expensive yeah, jewelry. you want to take it with you. None of my none of my kin will have my jewels. I would love if somebody put it in their will that they wanted to be cremated, but they wanted to keep their jewelry, and you have to keep it in the urn. Just, like, sprinkle it in. Yeah, you just, like, bloop, bloop, bloop. It's like jewels and cat litter. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful. You should probably not listen to this episode if you've recently had a death. <laughs> yeah, family. sorry. Um, but the thing, like, you don't need to steal the jewels because the bodies are so valuable. Mm-hmm. In some places, people are uh, giving, like, 25 pounds sterling for oh, one body, wow. 
which if you do the conversion, it's like thousands and thousands of dollars. Why wouldn't you just like kill people? Uh, so there's a boom in uh, body snatching uh-huh. at the time. There's a chance if uh, you die, you're going to get dug up by medical students. So there's like a side Mm-hmm. Economy of people finding ways to booby trap their coffins, which is very fun. Exciting. Uh, and the episode's not really about that, so I'm just going to go through a couple of them. Okay. You could get a personal guard to do it, which so embarrassing. is, uh, it's not really good because the bodies are worth so much. You yeah. can just like bribe someone unless it's a member of your own family. Or like just kick him in the nuts. Right. Uh, you could get a better coffin. The rich can afford mausoleums and stuff like that. Oh, right. But you can have, like, a coffin made of, like, heavy metals, or you can have it, like, spring-loaded from the inside, so it's very hard to open. Spring-loaded. People are inventing new, sturdier coffins by, like, the 1810s. Uh-huh. Uh, you could have a mort safe, which uh-huh. is, um, every now and then there'll be, like, a meme-tastic picture of so-called zombie cages, especially oh, yeah. in Scotland. Uh, literally, it's just iron bars, over the sure. thing. It's hard and, to get to. And they're great because you can reuse them after the body decays. You don't really need to protect right. it anymore. You can attach a giant glove so that if they try to get it, it punches them in the face. Basically, that kind of does exist. Yes. They have a mort stone, which is just a heavy slab over the plot, but it doesn't work very good because uh-huh. they usually don't just dig straight down. Yeah. They'll go from the side and kind of tunnel towards it from underneath. Sure. Because then, you know, the family will come by, they're like, the plot's undisturbed. Yeah, So and the top looks fine. There's, like, that big mound of disturbed earth a couple feet away, but, you know, it's Whatever. someone else's problem. So grave robbers are called resurrectionists or resurrection men, which is in really good taste. Yeah, I'm sure all the religious leaders at the time <laughs> loved that. <laughs> they, they have to have to deal with coffin collars where people will just put, like, a metal collar around the corpse and nail it to the inside of the coffin. I mean, smart. Uh, they could booby trap the gravesite itself, like put broken glass on the walls. Or See, I want them to like booby trap the, the body and put like a bee's nest in them. <laughs> <laughs> but the bees will die. I know, but if they do it fast enough, it wouldn't it be awesome if they're like, we got the body and they get it up and then you just like, bees just start <laughs> pouring out of its mouth. What if they like, you're just like, it, no! They got it to the school in time where like the they dissect it and it's just bees yeah. come out. It'd be amazing. That would be... People would never do medicine again. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't. I, I need to kill myself right now so I never have to think about that about again. How bees could just explode out of someone's chest. Right. You just, like, you know, do the Y incision. There's bees Ooh. everywhere. Is there supposed to be bees? <laughs> It's his disease that he has bees inside of him. Oh, he, he's got the bees. I think I figured it out. I think I know what killed him. It's <laughs> internal bees. His lungs are bees. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, he's got that, that heart murmur, and they're like, it's just kind of a buzzing inside. Especially if, like, his yeah. mouth, you know, like, when you see skeletons on, on like, or not skeletons, but, like, corpses mm-hmm. in, like, cartoons, their mouth will just, like, fall open. Yeah. If his mouth just <laughs> fell open and they were like, oh, ha-ha, and then it was like, bees. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing. Uh, but they do booby trap, like, the bodies and coffins. Yes. Uh, 1878, this is in America, they kind of figure out the corpse situation in the U.K. faster than America. America's a little bit slow on the uptake, and then they have the Civil War to worry about. Also, ours might be vampires. Ours are also vampires, maybe, and you have Mm -hmm. to drink them in a smoothie. Mm -hmm. 1878, Phil Clover uh, introduced a coffin torpedo. 
a shotgun-like device uh, that would be like a— Yes. In the coffin, it would fire balls at anyone that uncovers it. <laughs> fire balls. Fire balls. In uh, 1881, Thomas Howell, a former probate judge, started selling grave torpedoes, a shell packed with, uh, you know, gunpowder. A, a probate judge. That would just explode, just like a coffin bomb. You guys don't know probate is for, like, after people die, like, <laughs> yeah. settling where their yeah. estate goes. And he's selling <laughs> these to people. He, like, invents it. He's like, you know what would be great? A coffin bomb? You know what? A lot of my people who are worried about getting their money from their dead relative are also <laughs> very worried about someone stealing the body. So I'll just yeah. have a side business where I sell yes. guns to them specifically yes. for coffins. <laughs> he's got it covered on all ends. I mean, it's brilliant. <laughs> At least three men died from one of these. Like, from trying to steal a body? Yeah, and they were at a... I was wondering if, like, one of them died from trying to set it up. Knox Country, Ohio, graveyard in 1881. One coffin gun ignited and just, like, killed three people. One killed three people? Yeah, I mean, it's a a small bomb inside a coffin. Wow. And, I mean, they're probably, like, underground. Did it kill the body, too? Yeah. Like, I know it's dead, but... Did it kill the corpse? (laughs) I mean, like, did it ruin it? I mean, probably. Hmm. I don't think that— Because that also kind of defeats the purpose, right? If you're, like—if the purpose is, like, to preserve your dead loved one? I think that's uh, not their concern. They just don't want them stolen. Yeah, they just don't want it, which is so weird, right? Like, who cares? At that point, who cares? You'd rather rather have it, like, scrambled up into body soup. buried them. Right. It's like there's so many other terrible things people are doing with bodies at this point. Like, this is what you're worried about? Yeah. There's one way Science? to protect the corpses and keep them from getting grave robbed that's better than all the others combined. And I'm going to tell you what it is after I tell you about Birkenhair. Okay. Cremation. <laughs> uh, Birkenhair, they're pretty great. Uh, there's a dark comedy movie about them. I mean, there's a couple, but the early, the. Really? Because it sounds like it should be like a dorky sitcom about them. <laughs> Kind of. It's the movie that from a few years ago. I want to say it's like a Landis film. It stars Simon Pegg and Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's pretty spot on uh, casting. Once I tell you this, you're going to get it. Okay. Simon Pegg is Burke. Okay. Circus uh, is Hair. Okay. It also stars, listen, just listen to this cast. Isla Fisher, uh, Tom what? Curry. Okay. Christopher Lee. Just like Bill Bailey, who you might not know. He's a comedian. No, yeah, I know. He's kind of the the Jack Black of the Isles. <laughs> uh, but Scotland and Edinburgh in particular are centers of, like, scientific learning and, like, great yeah. advancements. So there's a special need for extra bodies. And we need some special boys. We need some special boys. Sure, you can see where this is going. Burke and Hare themselves aren't that interesting. They're, like, they're... Originally born in Ireland, both of them. They moved to Scotland for work. Burke is described as, like, basically what you'd think of if you described Simon Pegg. Kind of industrious and Mm good-humored. He's the the funny boy. Yeah. Uh, And then hair is Andy Serkis. (laughs) Is Gollum. It's basically Gollum. (laughs) He's described as quarrelsome, rough around the edges, a hard drinker. So it's like... This entire obsessed with treasure. Whenever you think of hair, just imagine him going like my precious. <laughs> and if you think about Burke, just imagine like you've got red on you, <laughs> and it it works. Nail that. Between the two of them, they have like all the basic stereotypes covered. Mm-hmm. Perfect. You know, 
good-humored, jolly drinker man mm-hmm. from Ireland. And then sad, angry, scary drinker man. Yeah. They meet for the first time in 1827. They're both working on the same, like, job. They get along really well. When they go back to Edinburgh, they move in on the same street. Mm-hmm. Burke and his mistress, Helen, uh, go in right next to Hare's boarding house, where I think he used to live, but then the owner, like, passed away, and so he's kind of with the widow now, and they run the place. Oh. Moving on up. Yeah, Margaret Laird. They didn't officially marry, but in Scotland, it's, like, a common law thing. So they're... Sure. They're, like, husband and wife, but, like, whatever. So everything kind of kicks off late November, like, November 29th, December, early 27th. One of Hare's lodgers dies in his room. Uh-oh. Uh, he's an older military man named Donald. They call him Old Donald. I'm like, come on. You're, old McDonald? You're in Scotland. Could you not be Old McDonald just this once? <laughs> I deserve something today. Also, so all I can think about right now is there's this Tumblr post mm-hmm. about, like, a good um, fanfic uh, like premise. premise where... Your characters kill someone uh-huh. um, a couple of days before the purge, <laughs> yeah. and then they have to weekend at Bernie's them until <laughs> it's purge day. And that's all I can think of when you're like, and then one of the lodgers dies, and I'm like, and now we have to weekend at Bernie's for three days. <laughs> now we got a Bernie <laughs> for two years. Oh, no. Uh, that's too long for a Bernie. You can't do that. So Donald's, like, old. He hasn't received his, uh, like, military stipend. And he owes four pounds in rent when he's when he dies. So it's you know, like four hundred pounds today, like four hundred ish dollars. Mm. You know, like a month. He's a poor boy. He's poor. He's a poor old military man. Aww. So Hare complains about it to Burke. He's like, This die oh this guy, he's owed so much money. And like now I don't have rent and I have this body and it's And Burke's like, sell him. Uh like, what am I going to do with this fresh body in this economy where a fresh body is worth so much money? Also, you can we can at Bernie's him first. <laughs> yes. And then, like, get his military checks. <laughs> oh, my god! And then sell his body. I don't think that's smart enough to do it. I don't think you have to go in to get the checks. That's true. I'm going to say you just have to apply and they can just pretend he's alive. Yeah. Old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Where, where is your, like, <laughs> fraudulent spirit? <laughs> Where's your fraud spirit? Mm-hmm. No, they don't have it. But uh, They're not smart enough. Perk and here are like, oh, my God, that's genius. Uh, we're just going to sell him. Perfect. We're just going to go to the university and sell him. Nailed we're going to get so much money. Let's d- do it during the light of day. <laughs> they they hide the body under the bed because, uh, like, the parish gives them, like, a coffin. They provide a coffin because okay. he's, like, old and no one likes him. Right. Uh, they, they take the body out. They fill the coffin with bark shavings and a bunch of other junk to make it heavy. Okay. So when people come to take the coffin away, no one's suspicious. Do they, like, nail it shut or something? I mean, it's probably, it's a coffin. It's probably nailed shut. Okay. Um, just because it's really easy to look in it. <laughs> they just open it, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so after dark, they go to the university to look for a buyer. Uh-huh. Uh, they need an anatomist. They need someone to, like... You know, pay him that cash money. It's so funny with illicit activities trying to find someone <laughs> to, yeah, to, like, do what you want to do. Because it's like, you have to, like, you have to talk in code mm-hmm. of some sort. <laughs> do you want to 
wink body nudge, Bernie? Yeah, like, oh, you know, it's too bad my friend died recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real hard. And, you know, he left some rent behind, and I could really use that money. It's too bad could he really died yesterday. Some clams for this fresh Bernie. Mm. Old McDonald. At least he could provide something. And on this farm, he had some rent money. <laughs> they So they asked. After a Professor Monroe, who I believe is Tim Curry in the movie. Okay. Yes. Uh, but one of the students or whoever sends them to a Dr. Knox instead. Mm. Knox is a fellow at the Royal College of Surgeons. He's like a big deal. Okay. He dissects uh, like two, he has like two a day, two dissections a day. Okay. And these are like those big, massive like hall yes. dissections. Where it's like the, uh, people all around. Yeah. Like they're in like a s- small stadium. Mm-hmm. All right. I love it. Like, Regularly draws like 400 plus students every time he does one of these. Uh, His biographer, Claire Taylor, says uh, he built up a formidable reputation as a teacher and lecturer and almost single-handedly raised the profile of the study of anatomy in Britain. Mm. So he's like legit. Yeah. I mean, he has someone write a biography about him. Yeah. Someone cared (laughs) enough to— Which means he's like kind of important. Knox agrees to pay them about seven pounds. So they're kind of on the low end of the spectrum, Mm -hmm. but that's still like 400 It's almost double rent. It's a lot. And Burke and Hare split it. Hare gets a little bit more because he asks that rent to make up. They probably don't want an old man as much. Yeah, he's fresh, though. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, for price-wise, it's probably more interesting if you get a younger person, because mm-hmm. then it's like, how did they die? Right. You know, and you can find it instead of it's like, he died of old. He, he's just old. Yeah. He's, like, super old. He that's, died of that's old. That's it. He died of being poor, Yeah, Susan. He died of being poor, old <laughs> veteran man. Yeah. Uh, so when they leave, according to Burke... Uh, one of the assistants is like, hey, if you ever um, have another one you want to get rid of, we would be so happy to, for you to come back. Wink. They're, like, ecstatic. They're like, please yeah. bring more. Especially because we lowballed them and they took it. Yeah. <laughs> After that, all of the events are a bit fuzzy. Mm-hmm. None of the biographers can tell you exactly what happens first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burke either doesn't totally remember or he just changes his story a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's generally agreed that stuff hits the uh, road running 1828 January or February. Okay. Which is uh, kind of like the good time for this. Someone mentioned if you want to die and not be dug up, it's better to do it in summer because mm-hmm. medical class is out and you're going to putrefy faster. Also, statistically, at least nowadays in America, most like way more people die in January and February than they do – in, like, December. Yeah, they make the, the New Year's, and they're like, okay, made it. Yeah, like, a lot of old people who are on the brink are just like, I just got to get through this holiday season, yeah. and then they do, and then they go. They just go for it. They just quit. Their body's just like, it's over now. I'm ready I'm ready for bed now. It's like that or, like, their birthday a yeah. lot of the time. Like, which is, like, my uncle, he died, like, two days after his birthday. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a milestone you can get to, another year, and then it's over. You can't go anymore. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, but around this time, mm-hmm. January, February, Hare gets another tenant named Joseph. He's a miller. He comes down with a hella fever. Bye. 
And uh, they don't wait for him to die. Oh, they kill him. They don't wait. They're uh, like, he, it's a kindness. He's sick. He's delirious. The fever's bad. Hare and his wife are like, it's going to be bad for business. He's going to get everyone infected. He's going to be coughing. And, you know, Hare's mm-hmm. talking to Burke. This isn't history. I'm just imagining this yeah, yeah, is yeah. what happens. He's like, so I don't want to be, like, crass. Yeah. But, like, what if we just kill this know, guy? What if we just, you know, help like, him along? What what if we just, like, you know, get him an extra pillow? Yeah. And then you give him a hug and, you know, we we sell him. Mm-hmm. And Burke's like, oh, my gosh, I can't. We are, like, on the same wavelength. That's such a great idea. You're such a genius. Oh, my God. Uh, this, is like, reminds me of Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. When she's, like... You know, we could use the meat, though. And he's like, for what? And then he's like, oh. Oh, Yes, girl. Girl. But uh, it's like crazy, dude. We're like, you're a genius. I'm a genius. We're totally going to do this. We are vibing. So they get him all whiskeyed up, and Hare applies the pillow to the face. And Bert kind of lays over the top of him. His chest, so he won't struggle as much, and oh, it, no. when he tries to breathe in, he like can't get the air. Yeah, in. yeah. Uh, and the whole thing's kind of perfect. Like, sure, you. Uh, it's like undetectable that yes. it's a murder, right? Like one of the, especially at the time. Right, right, right. You might miss it even today. Like, it's, yeah, it's if, possible. If you're dissecting, you're like, man, there's a lot of like pillow fibers in his esophagus. That's kind of weird, right? But at the time, like, no one's gonna know. No, and he's old and he had a fever anyway. Right. So whatever. Yeah. They whisk the corpse off to Dr. Fort Knox, who pays them 10 pounds this time. Nice. I know. So uh, after Mr. Feverman, there's an unknown Englishman, traveling salesman, who basically just gets jaundice. Uh, and Which is not, a, you know, you won't die. <laughs> you can see where it's going, right? But they're like, oh, he's sick. Oh, It's like, no, he needs an orange. Oh, no, it's jaundice. Or four. He needs... <laughs> Uh, it's but it's like probably bad for business, right? To have because it's contagious to get a jaundiced customer. <laughs> it's not. So they get ten ten uh, pounds for him, and they kill him. There's Abigail Simpson, an elderly woman who visits the area to sell salt to kind of um, supplement her income. And they're like, she's old. She yeah, she doesn't even fall ill. I think she was just old, and they got her drunk. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, I mean, if we just hide the body in the chest, and then we can sell it to Knox again for another ten pounds. This is stupid. And Knox doesn't. He's not. He's probably suspicious, but he doesn't ask any questions. Right. I'm not talking about Knox specifically, but I'm just saying like <laughs> it's not sustainable. And just like. <laughs> You, I'm like, are they doing any investigative work on this? Because you have to be like, hey, do you have family? I mean, and it's I, so easy to ask. Doesn't sound like it. To be like, do you miss? You're like, oh, do you miss your family while you're traveling? Not that uh, I could find. Or I mean, something. but you know, they they usually get them drunk first, so who knows what they talk about? Right. But I'm just saying, eventually, yeah. people are going to come knocking. There's a reason that serial killers a lot of the time kill like uh, prostitutes, yeah, or sex workers, I mm-hmm. should say. And it's, like, partially because police care about them less, which is, like, not cool. It's not. And partially because a lot of them don't have family or, Mm -hmm. like, anyone who's keeping track of them. Yeah. And so it's, like, easy to get away with. So cool. Right. But it doesn't sound like that's what they're doing. It's all opportunity kills. Right. Like, you can't kill your tenants. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because your other uh, tenants are going to notice, too. He, he do, though. They do kill the tenants, like, almost exclusively. I know, but it's like, that's so stupid. Uh, they do seem to focus on the elderly and, like, people traveling alone. So there's... I mean, that's fine. A little bit. Uh, they're getting greedy. They, they, yeah, they are getting greedy. It just pays so well. Mm-hmm. It's so much money. The murder act. There's another old woman in February or March. Uh, Margaret Hare invites Saran gives her. There's enough whiskey to make her pass out. Uh, they put a mattress over her head, like a heavy mattress cover on her head, and she's, like, dead by the evening. Oh, gosh. So that's another 10 pounds. And after that... Uh, it's like you get to the top of the roller coaster, and then it's just like a plunge mm-hmm. into bloodbath. Yeah. There's a Mrs. Uh, Haldane, who's described as a stout old woman, who... Uh, Don't kill fat ladies. <laughs> Maybe she's just short. Maybe. Uh, she. I feel like stout implies short and fat. Yeah, kind of a solid build. Although I want to say fat is not an insult. It's just a descriptor for St- me. Stout. You know, it's like, I'm fat. That's fine. Uh, and she got she got sold to Knox too. Of course she did. Several months later, her daughter also lodged at Hare's lodging place. What? Uh, they kill her too. She and Burke drank together, and no. he killed her too. I mean, that's smart, but mm-hmm. like, don't. But he do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burke met another two women in the spring: Mary Patterson and Janet Brown. Usual drinks and invitation to breakfast. Um... Patterson, Mary Patterson, passes out, falls asleep. Burke's mistress, Helen, comes in and starts throwing stuff around because she thinks it's like an affair happening. Uh A lot of people describe Mary and Janet as prostitutes, but there's no, like, evidence. It's just because they're not married. It's because they're young and not married, so who knows? And they're hooking up with these dudes. Uh, And you think they're just having an affair, so Janet leaves... And then when Hera gets home, he and Burke smother Mary Patterson in her sleep when she's, like, alone. The corpse is still warm when they take her to Knox. Mm Mm-mm. One of the assistants thinks he recognizes her. Oh, gosh. He's like, is that Mary? That's terrible. Uh, And Burke's like, I mean, I don't think it is. Like, I don't even know who Who that is. that? She just, like, drank herself to death. Um... And then when Janet comes asking for her friend, she's told that Mary just, like, went to Glasgow with some dude. She's just like, oh, I don't know. She just left. We're just a lodging house. We don't, like, keep up with people. Uh, of course. It's, I'm, I'm like, most mad at this doctor, man. He, there's, like, oh, oh, come on, man. At some point, you have to be, like, I know it's nice that we are getting bodies from these people, <laughs> but they are definitely murdering people. They're def- there's something's happening. Right. They're coming by too often. Warm bodies. Warm. I'm pretty sure a body gets cold faster than it takes for someone to dig a body up. Yes. So even if they, like. 100%. I don't know. Even if they buried them immediately, they wouldn't be. There's, Warm. there's other people, a woman that Burke knew through previous work named Effie came over for drinks. I mean, at this point, it's just like any just, opportunity, like anyone especially who's, if you didn't like them, yeah, kill like them. Anyone who's not traveling with another person, basically. Yeah. They killed her together, knocks another 10 pounds. Burke intercepted a random woman who was, like, too drunk to stand. A little constable was, like, helping her home. Like, oh, miss. And he's like, I have a lodging. I'll help her. I'll help her home. You don't worry about it, Mr. Policeman. That's so sad. Uh, So he Don't ever give them away, policeman. Home, and they just murder her. No. No. Another 10 
uh, pounds. And how ballsy to take her from a policeman. I know. I hate them. Zero. <laughs> Zero suspicion I from hate the police. It. They murder two people in June. This one's like, this is the one that's like so much that Burke, when he's telling about it, he's like, this is the one that kind of scarred me. I like still think about it. Mm. I'm like, good. But there's an elderly grandmother and her like young grandson who's like blind and like disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like a really dramatic story about how they kill the grandmother and then they like break the boy's back over like Harris knee. I don't think that happens. It sounds like a little bit out of character and like too dramatic. Yeah, and very like aggressively violent. Right, but uh, they do kill both of them anyway. Sure, and but they've already got a. You know, they have a method. Of, yeah, a method. they're already operating in a specific way. So they keep p- killing people. There's some friction in the relationship. <laughs> Always. Like Burke and uh, Helen go to visit relatives out of town. And when they come back, Hare is like dressed up in fancy new clothes. And I'm like, are you doing the scheme without us? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? And buying fancy clothes? No. And then they like ask Knox if any bodies have come. And he's like, oh, yeah, Hare brought in like five, five people. And they're like, you liar. Hmm. So, um. Uh, Burke He's and, like, I can do this by myself. <laughs> Burke and Helen end up moving like a couple streets away, but they're Bye. still they're still talking within a couple months, like enough sure. that they're back to the old uh, tag team mm-hmm. combo. Uh, they they kind of cool off in October. Uh, Hair goes and visits uh, Burke when like a washerwoman is over to do laundry, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you know they had to do it to her. Yeah. They even collab a few weeks later on one of Helen's relatives who comes to visit, Anne oh, Dougal. Really? Uh, yeah, so they kill her, too, for the usual 10-pound reward. Did Helen want her to die? I mean, guess so. <sighs> she didn't. She wanted the money more, at least. Oh, gosh. Uh, Burke claimed that Margaret Hare, um, his, like, wife, mistress, uh-huh. person, uh, even suggested killing Helen herself. Wow. She's like, we can't trust her. She's a Scottish woman. Whoa. It's like, okay, first of all, settle down. You're racist. <laughs> Second of all, settle down. Uh, so, yeah, they don't they don't kill Helen. But they do get sloppy. They kill an 18-year-old, James Wilson, who's kind of a local fixture. They call him Daft Jamie. He probably has, like, some mental <sighs> disorder. Um, this is what I'm saying. He has, like, a deformed foot with a distinctive limp. And you shouldn't kill locals. And, like, he's inoffensive. Everybody, like, knows him and yeah. they're cool with him. But they kill him and then when they take him in people are like is that freaking Jamie? Right. Did you kill Daft Jamie? And Knox. And they're like we didn't kill him. Knox is like no. But then uh, before the actual dissection people are just questioning it when it comes right. in and they're examining it. Mm-hmm. For the dissection before it goes out he cuts off the head and the feet. Uh, so people won't know. So people won't know. I'm he like, knows. Knox you dirty scoundrel. Terrible. Uh, it, it's t- the last murder. He the has one, no scruples. The final one uh, is a middle-aged Irish woman named Margaret, possibly Marjorie or Mary or whatever. She's invited in, drinks with Burke and Helen. Burke leaves to get more booze. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his excuse, but he's actually getting hair. There's two other lodgers at the time, Anne and James Gray. Okay. Uh, who the men pay to stay over at Harris Place instead. Because they're like, our, uh, she's our relative and we just want family right. time. But they're really, like, murder time. And they're like, fine, whatever. They come back once around 9 p.m. to pick up some clothes for their kids. And uh-huh. they see Hare and Burke and their wives and Margaret, like, drinking and singing yeah. and having a time. So they're like, okay, cool. 
Uh, the next day, the Greys come back, and Anne's like, I need to get some stockings out of this room, mm-hmm. and they won't let her in. Right. They're like, you can't go in that room. She's like, what? That's weird. That's Why are you where my this? stuff is. Uh, when they leave the house, for some reason, they leave the house. Uh, and so she goes in to get her right, stuff. Right, of course she does. And she finds Margaret under the bed, like mm-hmm. stuffed under the bed, just dead. Yeah. She's dead. Casual. And they're like, well, off to the police station. Yeah. They ran into Helen on the way out who tries to bribe them mm. uh, at like 10 pounds a month. Whoa. She's like, I'll pay you like 700 bucks every month if you don't They're go just going to gonna the kill you. They're going to murder you so bad. Don't. Uh, but they don't. They just keep running. And they reported the murder to the police. Burke and Hare removed the body and took it to Knox's surgery. So, like, the body isn't there. Right. Uh, but there's bloodstains, like, everywhere. It's it's not. Nope. It, wasn't, nope. it wasn't a soft killing. Well, and, like, the police know where people might take a body. Right. Uh, so it's, like, it's not, like, suspicious to them that there's no body. They're, like, I know exactly where someone would take this. Mm-hmm. They they question Burke and Helen, and their stories don't match up. Mm-hmm. So the cops go to the university, and they're like, hey, uh-huh. do you have any bodies matching any of these descriptions? And they're like, oh, yeah, we do. Oh, a lot. Oh, like all, all of Like them. literally all our bodies are from those two people. Oh, like all of them. Uh, James Gray identifies the woman as the person he saw the night before, mm-hmm. and so— Hare and his wife were also arrested. Everyone denies being involved. Yeah, of course. Uh, the problem is, like, a lot of the physical evidence isn't there anymore because it's right. all been dissected. Mm-hmm. So they have, uh, like, Deaf Jamie, they know. Um, I think Janet comes back and, like, identifies some of the clothes. Right. So, I mean, they need to talk to those students who are watching. Yeah. The uh, observers. Like, one of the assistants notices that, like— Either Burke or Hare or someone is wearing, like, clothes from one of the people that they mm-hmm. recognize. Yeah. So there's, like, little pieces, but it's not enough to convict them on, like, as much as they want. Of course. So they offer Hare a, a deal. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you snitch, if you snitch, we'll give you immunity. It's like immunity. They give him immunity. That's too much. It's too—I think it's probably too much. That's too much. He was immunity from prosecution if he— um, Provided all no. the all the details. Um, That's so messed up. He couldn't be brought to testify against his wife. Of course. So she gets off. He gets off. I don't think they had enough to convict Helen mm-hmm. uh, with Burke. Right. But Burke is like, he's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, if he's going to get immunity to snitch on you, he's yeah. going to do it. Hare made a full confession of all the details. Uh, 16 people in total. So many people. Maybe 17, but it's, like, a lot. Especially just for money. Yeah. For greed. Yeah. Like. That's a lot of people. Tens of thousands of current day bucks, but it's, it's like, a lot of greed. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, my gosh. Knox, no charges Mm -hmm. uh, because the, um, the statement exonerates him of actual involvement. That's so annoying. Uh, He's like, I didn't know. And I'm like, yes, you do. But the public, yes, you do. the public is on to him. You're a doctor, so he he's basically run out of town. Well, good. Uh, it's it's pretty bad for him. You can't pretend. Uh, a new word is coined from the murders: burking, mm. which is uh, to like to smother a victim or commit anatomy murder. But I think nowadays, it's just like to cover something up or get away oh, with something. Oh, sure. 
Uh, they come up with like a rhyme that goes around yes. the city. Uh, Burks the butcher, hairs the thief, knocks the boy that buys the beef. Nice. Oh my. I love it. It's great. So, of course, there's a guilty verdict for Burke. Yeah. It takes the jury like 50 minutes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say two minutes. Two, like two, literally two minutes. Two. Um, the This is the death sentence given to him by the, the judge, I think. Your body should be publicly dissected and anatomized. Yep. And I trust if it is uh, ever customary to preserve skeletons, yours will be preserved in order that posterity may keep in remembrance your atrocious crimes. Wow. Uh, That's hardcore. He's uh, hanged on the morning of 28th of January, 1829. Mm -hmm. The crowd is big. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, 25,000 at like a minimum. Wow. That's so many people. Some people say it's like upward of 35,000. That's crazy. It's a big deal. People know about this. Whoa. People know about it. It is in the public eye. February 1st, the corpse is publicly dissected by Professor Monroe, Tim Curry. Nice. uh, In the anatomy theater at the old college. Very cool. Caused a minor riot because so many people right. wanted to get in. Of course. Eventually, they like. Calmed. It's like a double show. <laughs> it's a double showing. They eventually had to organize it so like fifty people at a time would come in and like mm-hmm. look, and then another fifty would right. come in. It becomes like a Disneyland. Charge them money. They should have charged. Hello. Honestly. Uh, they could have built like a whole new college, probably. Right. Uh, and they get like nasty with this dissection. It lasts two hours. Wow. Monroe like dips his quill pen into Burke's head and like writes uh, in blood like this is written with the blood of what? William Burke, who oh is hanged, taken from the head. They're getting just nasty That's with amazing. it. <laughs> the student just, just thinking of him like like licking uh, like, like, mm, little tongue lick written with dink, William dink. Burke's head blood. Mm, tasty. Tim Curry is me. <laughs> Nasty boy. Tim Curry is me. <laughs> the students, like, get little bits of his skin and make, like, wallets and card holders out of it. It's so disturbing. Uh, his skeleton is preserved. Yay! It's given to the Anatomical Museum of the Edinburgh Medical School. Does it still exist? It's still there. <gasps> We gotta go. Uh, we do need to go. I'm pretty sure it's still there. If it has been taken down, it's only been like in the last couple months. Because mm. uh, don't take it down. Don't take it down. There's no. We reason. have to go. His death mask and a book said to be bound with his tanned skin can also be found in the Surgeons Hall Museum. Oh, that's so disturbing. So, human skin books. I'm just <laughs> not about that life. Hair. Uh, like no one hears from him again. Like people riot every time he shows his face. So the police are eventually just like. They get him to the English board, and they're like, get out of here. Yeah, But then, like, we never hear from him again. I mean, that's the smart thing to do. There are some rumors that he started working in, like, a lime quarry, and they recognized him and threw him in, and he became, like, blind and had to become a, you know, pauper on the streets of Mm, London. That's fun. Who knows? I hope so. Yeah, we can hope so. He deserves it. And uh, their two wives, like, no one, kind of the same deal. People would riot when they saw them, so they just yeah. kind of, like, went underground and no one knows what happened. Yeah, bye. So what's the best way to keep people from stealing corpses? Mm, legislation. Yeah. So after the murders, that's, like, in 1828, mm-hmm. uh, 1832, in all that time, people are like, we got to do something about this. Right? This was a problem? Parliament passes another act, the Anatomy Act, making it legal for the medical community to dissect donated corpses. 
and Yay. generally make it easier for people to get bodies and not have to murder them for profit. Yay. And eventually the U.S. gets on it, but, like, not till much Woo-hoo. later. And so uh, don't, like, dig up any bodies because some of those coffin bombs are probably still in there. And yeah. you never know which ones might explode. So uh, that's Burke and Hare. Or at least, like, look up that guy's clients. <laughs> right. And see if you can that figure That probate out. judge. Just keep a list in your pocket, and then when you're thinking about a grave, just be like, wait, is he on the list? Yeah. No Civil War era graves. Don't do not do it. Just, it's bad. It's probably archaeology at this point, but don't. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it. Uh, I was telling my, my dad about this at... Uh, over coffee Uh he's like my favorite episodes are the one where there's still like a piece of a human like on display i mean yeah that's awesome (laughs) i'm like yeah that's the story yes yes so we definitely need to watch that movie because i want to see yes i want to see andy circus as not a chimpanzee like murdering people (laughs) his actual face i mean haven't you seen black panther oh yeah but he's like hardly in it i want him as a main character okay that's fair and Isla Fisher is probably another, like, tag person. Right. Know. What is she doing there? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird, like, compared to the other people who are in this movie. Yeah. They're all, like, goofy Englishmen, and then she's just, like, amazingly hot and, like, also here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? What, girl? <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. What are you doing, girl? <laughs> oh, man. So, like. Well, it's another place for us to go on our adventures. I know. I mean, bodies are probably probably still very expensive. What we got right now? We got we got to go see Lennon. Lennon. We got this guy. This this skeleton man. We got um. There's some piece of jumbo at some college Mm. in the east. We can go see. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I think it's him. It's confusing. Oh, did I tell you? So when uh, my boys were in town, we were walking around Fremont, and there's a big statue of Lennon, like in one of the squares Mm -hmm. in Fremont. I'm like, is that my boy Lennon? Hi. What the hell are you doing in Fremont? And uh, so random. they were telling me that politicians have been trying to get the statue removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is like the best twist. They can't because it's on private property. Yeah. <laughs> I've, like, heard, I've heard that before. That's so beautiful and ironic and I love it. Uh-huh. And that's why uh, people should have private property. So yeah. you can't take down their... Um, so you can their- put communist icons <laughs> on it. And they can't take it down. The irony. Oh, the irony is so good. I love it. He'd be against your private property. But he he'd would. Be, uh, but he'd be pro your statement. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. America is weird and magical. <laughs> so weird. Anyway, thanks for coming and listening to this very funny murder podcast. Wow. Did you know about all those murders? It's a lot. They're like, I couldn't even go through all of them because so it's like, and then another woman came and they killed her. <laughs> and then another one. And then another one. And you're like, don't. That's a lot of people. Don't. That's a lot of people. Also, and then men. And then Burke <laughs> became a wallet. Gross. <laughs> Multiple wallets, really. <laughs> Little card holders and books. I wonder if they have those at the museum. I don't know. They should. They should. Or the college. Mm-hmm. I mean, they said they had the book. Yeah. So... A museum and a college. Did you did you ever tell me about human skin books from when you were working at libraries? Oh yeah, probably. That you had some. I don't remember if we had a human skin one. We definitely had a couple illuminated manuscripts that had a lot of blood stains on them. Mm. Where like you can tell the monk kind of died mid word. <laughs> 
And then someone else kept going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-oh. Can we clean this? No. No, it's the Viking no. raid day, you can tell, because <laughs> Brother Andrew's blood is all over the page. Bye. And they're uh, like, this isn't Rome. You can't, like, just start a new book over. They are so expensive. It takes so long. Have you seen those big fancy letters? Yeah, you got to, like, do all the art, and it's so expensive to get just the, the vellum to make the pages. Have I told you they the cover? They do that in an episode of Amazing Race. Oh, they kill a person? No, they they do like a manuscript illuminated oh, page they have cool. to do. And it has to be like very precise or else they can't go past it. <laughs> Amazing. It's pretty great. And they're like, what in the hell? And they're all like getting really mad. <laughs> it's my favorite thing on Amazing Race when they make them do something really old. Mm-hmm. They're like, like, churn butter, and they're like, no. Speak Welsh. Yeah, speak Welsh. And they're like, no. No what, human what, does this. Welsh is dead. <laughs> And then they had to speak, and they're like, now I know why no one... You know how many people there are in Wales? Like three? Like 500,000 people. At least three. You know how many people speak Welsh in Wales? (laughs) Like for real and not just as a party trick? Yeah, like who know how? (laughs) It's like 50,000 people. Yeah. It's like a tenth of their people speak their language. It's sad. It's dying. I mean, is it sad? Have you ever heard it or seen it? I mean, academically, it's, it's rough. sad. Uh, it's, it's rough, though. It's fine. You know what? If it's not useful, get rid of it. There's no mercy in the animal kingdom. Mm-mm. But also, there's no suffering because the ones who aren't strong enough die. The circle of languages. <laughs> Thanks for joining if us. If you speak Welsh, good for you. Yeah. You should leave us a Zulwellen. message. Zulwellen. Leave us a voice message. Or whatever your name is. I've tried to figure out how to pronounce that name because I do have Welsh ancestors. And they were, it's like two L's at the beginning. And they're like, it's kind of like an XZ sound. And I'm like, what? Well, then it's broken. Well, and <laughs> so, hi. Um, leave us a review on iTunes or just stars or just tell someone about us. Tell someone. Uh, or like go to Stitcher, whatever. Or just, and if you don't, we still like you. Or just listen. And you can email us at hysterycalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You don't have to send us pets. You don't have to have history anything to say. You don't have to send us your children. You can send us pictures of, like, anything benign. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see anything malignant. No, um, none of your piercings. None of, yeah, no. We'll block you. No body photos, please. <laughs> I don't want to see you specifically. But if you want to send me, like, a picture of a sandwich. Oh, I yeah. like sandwiches. Like a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then we can send them to What's-His-Face, who studied. Um, oh, Mike Dash. Our, yeah, <laughs> we can send them to Mike Dash and be like, here's a breakfast sandwich, Mike Dash. Look, you can have this anytime. Whenever you want. Mike Dash, did you know McDonald's serves the Egg McMuffin Bre- all day? There's so many breakfast sandwiches at McDonald's, Mike Dash. Mike Dash, you could have it anytime. He's just a permanent fixture. He has love, no idea we've ever spoken about him. I love Mike Dash and his very serious but sandwich people opinions. are so aware of him in our podcast. <laughs> he's, he's, our, he's our buddy. Anyway, bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>